And it was actually difficult for my brain to process the fact that these women are there in a kind of gang shower together, not just all completely aroused by each other's bodies, right? It's like, yeah. it's actually it's actually difficult for my male brain to process that. I'm like, but but how how do women... <laughs> Right. How can they do anything with this with this much uh, young yeah. women this, this uh, breasts this and stuff around? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships in a way that is often controversial, but usually in good faith. We think you'll enjoy our combination of candor and deadpan humor. On the topic list today is where to go to meet women how to reveal ethical non-monogamy to prospective partners, how to respond to finding out your girlfriend is sending naughty pics to other men, and more. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Keith. Um, I have a lot of various patter things today, but uh, the first thing I wanted to ask you is, when is the last time you touched your VR headset for pornography? Oh, I, probably weekly. Really? You're still using yeah, it weekly? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a, it's, I don't pay for the content. I mean, really, like, it's, it's challenging to use it. But I would say that, um, well, how is it challenging to use? Oh, challenging to find content. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because they're just, yeah, it's, it's, it's still in that nascent stage where it hasn't, like, full, fully just generated a bunch of tube sites. Right. Um, there are, there are some sites that have, uh, let's, let me think which ones, um, I want to say (laughs) X hamster. Yeah. I'm not sure. There's some sites that have a certain amount of uh, this content, but it's, it's pretty uncommon still. X hamster Um, is the Pornhub of Europe, by the way. I think Pornhub is Pornhub is an American company and X hamster is a European one. And I think there's probably all kinds of different legal requirements for these different companies to host pornography. And so the, the contours of the kind of porn that appear on the sites are slightly different. Yeah. I mean, it, but it is like, it, it, yeah, it just is a slightly different experience. And I think it's like enough different that it's compelling. And one other thing I wanted to mention is that you can use t- 2D content on it and it's still kind of a different experience because it's more uh, encompassing. Um, that can be a negative too. Right? Yeah. Like it, you can't browse as easily and stuff. It, yeah. The UI on it's clunky. It's difficult to, to move around. Yeah. You don't have like the nice mouse and keyboard interface. So it's slower. Yeah. I like being able to quickly switch to something else if i <laughs> when i get bored yeah but and it's that, not but it's no it's compelling enough that i i will somewhat frequently go oh let me let me give this one a, a whirl and sometimes i just can't find anything compelling and i take it off huh so okay i'm surprised you're still using it once a week i i just assumed that it went to zero yeah uh I don't, yeah, and I don't know what it would be if I were paying for content. Uh, I don't know if that would make a difference because the content is all pretty, like you can get previews of large quantities of the paid content and it's mm-hmm. all, the the storyline or whatever you want to call it is, is okay, the storyline in porn is always kind of the same, but the, uh, because they're shooting it from the male gaze or the male perspective and he can't move very easily because of that, it's always like a guy sitting in a chair having things, you know, some woman comes up and does things and it's very professional and so forth. And I just think there's some technological improvements needed to make it more compelling, but I think that, I think they'll get there. Okay. Uh, you mentioned something there that I want to double click on. Have you noticed the previews of professionally produced porn that get posted to places like Pornhub? So there are a bunch of studios that make, they have like pay websites and the videos there will be, you know, lengthy, 25, 30 minutes or whatever a scene normally is. But the previews they place, they place on Pornhub are six minutes or seven minutes or eight minutes. And it will show various clips from the full thing. But I think they're doing it in such a way that maximally gets people to come to the website and subscribe. So they're trying to get you to be sexually frustrated enough right. to come to the website and hastily pay for their three day free trial that immediately after that converts to a one year subscription at $80 a year or whatever. Right. They want that credit card number. I've noticed right. that. And also, I mean, even the more amateur stuff uh, is, I mean, okay. So there's a subreddit called no fans. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with this? No. It's basically supposed to exclude any woman who has an only fans account. Because people are so tired of just like 
the same, there's the same dynamic, right? You have some sort of amateur content, but then they cut off right before the crucial parts of the scene or they somehow mess up the video and then they're like, oh, come over to our OnlyFans page or my OnlyFans right, page to right, get it. Right. Yeah, and this is a trend. And the thing I don't understand about it, uh, this goes along with a lot of consumer trends. I don't, under- I just don't understand the mentality of the man who says, oh, okay, I'll, I'll pay for that. I don't, yeah, I'll never understand that. Well, you mean paying for porn generally? Uh, yeah, I don't understand that either. But 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 this in this particular case, it's like falling for the. I mean, look, I don't understand falling for their marketing uh, s- pitch or whatever. And yeah. it, like it's similarly, I don't understand. I really don't understand uh, men giving money on campsites. I I think I just completely don't understand what's going on. I I, I understand it intellectually, but I can't. I would never do that. Well, okay. All right. There's a few different things there. The first is just paying for porn generally. And I've done that in the past. Mostly, I don't need to because you can use some combination of the tube sites like Pornhub and XHamster and BitTorrent to get everything for free. Um, Right. That Sometimes. is, by the way, a, a thing people do for the VR porn situation. I've not looked into this at all, but you oh, can torrent. definitely torrent. Yeah, I the see. problem is the files are massive. And so it's yeah. just, just, I mean, then you have to, it's just, how much of your life do you want to devote to this? People wind up <laughs> right. with like hard hard drives, like sitting right. at their desk with just their porn. Just, ah, I got the porn. Right. Anymore. So anyway, go on though. Go right. On. And for me, having porn that I've, you know, used before is not interesting. I don't, so I would right. need to get this like huge forward library to anticipate what I might like to see when it's time to get the job done. And yeah, it's unwieldy. Whatever, yeah, whatever male, whatever it is in a relationship with a real person that enables you to, to as a man, to tolerate the lack of variety that's just, you know, intrinsic to a relationship, mm-hmm. that's missing in porn. And so it's true that, like, I mean, it just a, a, a repetition of a porn that you saw however long ago is intolerable. Yeah. It has to be new has to be novel otherwise I'd, it just destroys it i'd love to know like how far back my memory goes i if i can de- i can definitely tell if i've seen a porn within some time horizon i'm not sure exactly what it was is but it would be really interesting to see like a porn that i you know used for some 45 second clip that you know got me to my nut uh if i could still recognize it 10 years later or whatever you probably can't. I, and, and and like Pornhub probably has this data for people who browse without incognito mode. They could tell like, oh, this guy, every year he, he does this one. Now, if it's a, right. you know, if you're doing it every week, then obviously you're doing it on purpose. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, with uh, cam girls, I'm oh, sorry, not cam girls, but with the pick sites like OnlyFans, I think people pay for those because they get a taste for the meat on wherever they advertise. So Reddit or Instagram or TikTok. And then they they lure you to their OnlyFans page. And, you know, there there may be dozens or hundreds of photos and videos. And if you're, you know, excited about this girl, uh, people will just fork over the amount. I think that's tricky though, because I mean, there are a few different things that could be going on there. One, I mean, obviously they're, you're running up against the variety desire that a man might have. And so I, I'm initially yeah, inclined to say, Mike, oh, yeah. One, one of the clever things about OnlyFans is that a lot of these girls charge, you know, something like $7.99 for a monthly subscription. And so uh, we should have somebody from OnlyFans, somebody who's a OnlyFans model on. But I think what a lot of them see is people subscribe and then immediately unsubscribe. Uh, and that makes sense. I mean, get t- I, even Twitch Twitch streamers see see that. Apparently, I don't know why, but they see like huge uh, attrition. Yeah, I mean, the attrition totally makes sense. What doesn't make sense to me is who wouldn't attrit after a month, right? Because when you subscribe seven ninety nine, you get the full month. And I could. I mean, I haven't investigated I, what this I, at all. What I need. I, what I need is. Yeah. 20 minutes, <laughs> 20 minute long subscription is, is plenty. I could imagine someone being extremely good. And I've occasionally encountered this. I've encountered people on like chatterbait or something where I thought, oh, this person is really good at this. Now I've never, it's never gotten to the point where I would follow them, but you think, oh, this person is 
somehow maybe it's a personality thing or whatever. But I think in most cases, there's something else going on for men that's going beyond this hunting and gathering behavior of just wanting to move on constantly, which you and I experience where they're, yeah. they're viewing like OnlyFans and Chatterbait and so forth as uh, maybe even porn sites as repla- re- relationship replacements. And so these are people, these are I, men that yeah. genuinely can't get a relationship. I agree with that. I think there are people who just subscribe for long periods of time and it makes it so that the OnlyFans model feels like they need to just keep producing new content. And man, I can imagine that gets really sort of tedious and it is a bit of a mindfuck for the women because, you know, they, they have their one bedroom apartment and they have, you know, a few pairs of lingerie and bikinis, but at some point, <laughs> what are they supposed to do? Right. Like right. It, you can't just keep stepping it up. Um, and so well, they, but yeah. I would expect that to be some minority of the subscribers, but maybe that is not the case. Maybe there are the hardcore fans or whatever. I think it is probably a minority. Um, but similarly, uh, our podcast has a significant cadre of women who listen to it just to hear your voice. So something we know. Yeah. They get that for free though. Um, Fair point. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, you mentioned this, the last thing is the campsites. I think people subscribe there and pay there because they imagine themselves having a relationship with the person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that and for whatever reason they can't completely pathetic to me. I don't understand that. Uh, I mean, there are people that are just extremely unattractive and sure. Or have, and there, yeah. there are some women who are really, really good at making their customers feel attended to. They probably have to round yeah. robin attention in some way. And there's some amount of sending messages to some of your subscribers that are personalized that, that keeps them around. I'm, I'm not sure, but you can imagine AB testing various strategies there too maximize your subscriber base yeah i mean women are very good at that i i still uh i i i genuinely this is true i still beat myself up over uh giving some money to a stripper 12 years ago who gave me like a really good sob story and i realized (laughs) the next day that it was fake and that she did that every night and i was like shit and i'm still pissed at myself for falling for that scam yeah good for her that's pretty entrepreneurial fair point i should i should yeah i should i should turn it around and applaud her instead of being mad at myself for being right. stupid but yeah yeah she was able to articulate a believable tale right uh, okay let's move on uh, a friend of mine asked me yesterday two days ago he expressed some frustration about where to meet women and i thought that was sort of a weird thing to say but then i started thinking about it and you know, the obvious place to say is bars. Bars have lots of women. I do think that women don't go to bars for the same reason that men do. I think is, women go, go ahead. I'm just confused. Like, is this a, per- I mean, I, I thought that this had all transitioned over to Tinder and Bumble and Hinge or whatever, seeking arrangement, whatever, depending on your thing. I think this friend prefers to meet people in person. He's not converting on the online apps as much as he would like. And he is very extroverted. And so he's looking for some way to cast a wider net. I think, I mean, I've talked to some women about this and women see those online methodologies as much better for them because they can pre-qualify men. Because obviously not being a woman, I haven't uh, experienced the various negative experiences women can have at a bar or whatever. But my understanding is particularly for an attractive young lady, it can be pretty bad. Uh, there's some percentage of men that make their lives miserable pretty quickly. Right. Right. Well, I think women, when they go to a bar, it's not necessarily to meet strange men. I think a man at any time, if an even halfway attractive woman, you know, a woman, let's say this man is a six, somebody who's you know, two points lower or higher. So a four or higher, if a, if a woman like that says hello to you, a man would be at least mildly, briefly interested. Uh, women, I think because they have men available to them at all times, it's not interesting to have someone come up to them and say hello. And the experience of going to a bar has a lot of that. And that can be annoying. I think women go to bars, maybe to hang out with their friends, to look cute, whatever it may be, but they're sure. First, second, third, and fourth objectives are not 
meeting women and for a man at any time if an interesting woman presents herself that that's a huge unusual win right so i think it's i mean it's difficult for a man to excluding these dating well in particular i think this is a thing that has moved because women moved culturally i mean because women now have the ability to pre-screen and so i would imagine that just going uh i would imagine that say versus 20 years ago, going up to a woman and just saying hello in a bar has gotten harder. Yeah. Because of that. I think that's probably right. It's considered even more gauche or whatever. Yeah. Whereas it's like, look, it, just look me up on Tinder and then we'll right. you know, plan something. Yeah. If I wanted to be talking to men right now, I'd be doing it online and then setting up a date. <laughs> right. There's not really the circumstance where a woman is going to a bar to meet men at all, so what, ever, uh, anymore. What advice did you give your friend? Okay. I had three, what I think are fairly good ones. The first is I think wine bars are probably good. I think women go to wine bars much more than men. I think women often go to wine bars to meet up with their girlfriends and maybe not all of them show up at the same time. So I think there might be situations where there are women sitting alone at wine bars, maybe waiting for people who aren't men, some increased amount versus other kinds of bars. Okay. Um, I wouldn't go to dive bars, for example. I think you're unlikely to run into single women at dive bars. Sure. There are some, and there are some types of women who would really like that, but in general, no. Uh, I told him there might be certain kinds of classes he could take. I think a pottery class uh, might be good or, or a painting class or something like this. I think women do that way more than men, so you're going to have a, a good ratio there, and it's sort of social, and so there, you won't be... Uh, you won't be rejected if you attempt conversation. Uh, and then the third one I, I suggested was a dog park. I th- I'm, I'm guessing dog oh parks my are Lord. a great place to meet women. Probably. If uh, you're you in of like, course have to have your own, own dog. You do have to have your own dog. Uh, my friend does yeah. have his own dog. Uh, yeah, hanging around in dog parks without a dog is almost as weird as hanging around playgrounds without a child. <laughs> it's uh, not done. <laughs> So on the uh, on the class one, the, the <clears throat> I have a comment on that, which are two things actually. One is that I think that generally doing something where you have like some kind of strength and can you don't want to show off in like a really obvious way. So the guy who goes to the gym and just starts lifting tons of weight or something, thinking women are going to look at him, is probably going to be disappointed. Yep. However. If there's something where you have some aptitude and, but you're not, yeah, you're not, you're not going to take like a tennis lesson and you're just a Pete Sampras all of a sudden, like you, you know, where you have some aptitude. And so you can just show that you have some capability that could be compelling. Yeah. And the other, the other specific advice I have on classes is uh, foreign language classes uh, ah. because that uh, optimizes for, uh, well, particularly if you're in another country, I mean, it would be not as good, say, you're in, if you're in the United States taking classes to learn like Spanish, because then it might just be old people. Right. But uh, a group, a thing that I've encountered that is interesting is foreign language classes, say, in another country where it's learning the language of that country, uh, because that optimizes for college age women typically, because they need to learn a language to have right. a visa right. to uh, attend university. And secondly, um, <clears throat> They it it tends to be like eighty percent women because for some reason men just think they can learn the language like through you know, on the ground osmosis yeah, yeah exactly and so and so language class this is a, a well known thing in the sort of language learning community that like it's mostly women and also most interpreters are women uh, so you're yeah you're very likely to be one man or say a twenty person class you're very likely to be one of like the three men in that class and then yeah. of course if you're smart if you're smart at all like it indexes really hard on that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, competence so that, is yeah. always attractive, and so yes, yes, yeah. So that uh, that uh, I can give that advice. Yeah, huh. but if you're in the United States, you'd have to be learning English. So it's, it's kind of tricky to do that. <laughs> you could pretend not to speak <laughs> English, right? <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little hard. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on. Um, I've been thinking more about. Well, okay. How to introduce this? Okay, this will be the most interesting way. I deleted all of the dating apps off of my phone. Um, hmm. And I recently... The sex is that good, huh? I recently... Yeah, things are going well with Alyssa. We were traveling too. And I find that like logging into dating apps is 
always sort of fun because you get, you know, serve, you know, pictures of attractive women. And so it's sort of fun, but I was like, ah, this is a waste of my time. So I, I deleted. For you, it's, hang on, for you, it's actually better than that because uh, you pay, and I think other people should do this. You pay Mm -hmm. for the, this, this is the opposite of my confusion about OnlyFans. Like, I don't get why you would pay for that. I totally get why you would pay for Tinder or whatever. I don't know if you could pay on the other ones, but say Tinder. You can. Uh, Because your experience is, I've only ever seen this on your phone because I've never seen somebody else do this, but your experience is the best possible experience because you maybe go to a new city, you tr- you let Tinder know you're in that city, wait 24 hours, and then you you get this list of women who upvoted you. Like you don't have to play <laughs> the game at all. You're just like, oh, here's the women that thumbs me up. And it, it yeah. is actually a menu. Whereas for most men, if you don't pay, you don't get that experience. I don't want to advertise for these yeah. apps or whatever, but I think if you can afford it, it's probably smart to pay. I have some theories about uh, how to optimize your exposure. So the thing that you need Tinder to do is you need it to show you to other people. And Tinder has various things that gate that. So if you've been in a city for a long time and you're not liked very much by other people, they're not going to show you around. Um, And if you never swipe yes on people, they're not going to show you around either, regardless of whether or not you pay. And if you just started paying, I think they might show you to other people. Anyway, there's various things to talk about there. Maybe we can do a segment on an episode about that, but I don't want to do that now. I want to talk about, so I looked at Tinder and Hinge and Mm -hmm. on Hinge, they show you to far fewer people, but the people they show you to are much more attractive on average. So on Hinge, I have X likes and on Tinder, I have Y likes and they have accumulated over uh, the last basically month that I had these apps uninstalled. Uh, On Tinder, I have like 150 likes. Um, Hmm. Let me check the latest count there is. This is not the typical male experience, by the way, but go on. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not as well, obviously, but. uh, 150. I mean, think about that. Like you could have how many. So I'm thinking about when you're in a, an auditorium or some kind of room where they say how many people the fire marshal says can legally be in there at a time, Mm -hmm. like a 150 person room. Is it would be 151 with you is a pretty big room. And the notion that's, I mean, is that you'd say it's like uh, that movie, um, uh, what was the movie about the baseball players where they create the 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 stadium in Iowa or whatever, and now they play a game? Field of Dreams. Year. Yeah, Field of Dreams. And one of the guys says, "Excuse me, is this heaven?" Right. <laughs> that 150 uh, woman room could be that. Yeah, I. Okay, I'm gonna send you a screenshot of the first one, two, three, four, mm. five, six, the first 30, and you're gonna yeah. see that this is not quite the dream you've imagined. We don't uh, want to share the screenshot with the listeners, I assume. So we'll have to do some description here. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just WhatsApp to you this. And this isn't, you can't mm. see as much as you might like to see, but you'll see that like basically there's no one there that is immediately um, sexually attractive. Uh, I don't know if you disagree I mean, with that. Lady Maybe. Mary is not bad. But I, I was going to say Mary. Mary. <laughs> Mary, number uh, 38 years old, that one? No, the Lady Mary, who's a cartoon, actually. Is oh, what I was talking yeah. About. But yeah, I mean, that's the, pr- yeah, you see that person's not even showing themselves. What about J, J period? What row? Uh, second row. Uh, third oh, maybe, period. maybe. Yep. Yeah. And Hillary is two women, so it's unclear which one she is, but it's probably the the one on the right, which is less compelling, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ursula, you see the problem no here. You see the I do, problem yeah. here, right? So- what what Tinder is doing is they're juicing my like count by showing, this is not going to come off well, but they're showing me to people who are uh, lower caliber than me. And so, of course, they can juice the number of likes that way. But uh, yeah, it's not really useful. Um, the reason why I <laughs> mentioned this is Hinge, over the same time period, I've gotten like 20 likes. And I don't, uh, Hinge doesn't have a web app, so I don't have an easy way to send you the photos. Also, I'm not okay. paying, paying for Hinge, so I couldn't create a carousel like the one that I just sent you. But Hinge, I have something like 17 likes. And 
uh, I was thinking about running an experiment to see how people respond to me revealing that I am ethically non-monogamous. And I have crafted a sentence that, so my normal strategy is if I match with someone I like, I'll look at their profile and I'll try to find something interesting to question them on. So I don't just make a comment and force them to think of something to say back. I want to say something that's like somewhat unusual that will invite them to respond. And then if they respond, uh, maybe I'll do like one more thing of patter and then I'll say, hey, you know, you seem cool. We should go grab dinner or a drink. Uh, but because all the experimenting I've done with that has been when I haven't been, when I haven't had a girlfriend that I'm ethically, that I'm purportedly ethically non-monogamous with, uh, I haven't had to deal with this problem of having to do the ethical part of that, which is, yeah, tell people that you're ENM. And so I think the new script should be something like, uh, say that I'm ethically non-monogamous and then do the thing where I ask a question or comment. And uh, the thing that I'm considering saying is, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll just say something like, Hiya X, so Hiya Sarah, full disclosure, my girlfriend and I are ethically non-monogamous. I endeavor to get a chance to amuse you over dinner or a drink. So, and then I would say the question or comment. And I expect that almost everyone will block me or just not respond. And I think it'll be interesting uh, because I have this opportunity on Tinder with 150 people. And I also have this this opportunity on Hinge with like 15 to 20 people that are higher caliber. Um, I think it'll just be interesting to see what ratio of people are willing to tolerate that. I think that uh, to do this appropriately, uh, and you could do it yourself. Um, mm -hmm. I think you should, prior to doing that, either give assign each woman a score of attractiveness or just yeah. rank them either way. Yeah. Because yeah. that way, if my, my thesis here is you're not going to get a 0% hit rate. You will get some kind of hit rate, but I'm certain I would bet money that your hit rate will strongly follow a reverse ordering of their attractiveness. That is, of course, my same theory. Right. Um, and I think Alyssa, my girlfriend, would disagree with that. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure if she would disagree with it or not. I think she she's not here to defend herself. We can ask her next time we have her on. But yeah, she might admit that she might admit, but she she would say the correlation won't be as strong as we think, or something like that. I think. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not, it's a second order effect of attractiveness, right? It's not just, oh, I'm not as attractive, therefore I need to do this. It's that they have fewer male suitors. It's that, right? It's a, it's a, it's a consequence of just their less, their, their smaller, uh, uh, yeah, potential uh, boyfriend or whatever group. And so right. then, yeah, I mean, they, they have to do something. And so they move over to these other options. Okay. Uh, and they're willing, yeah. How do you feel about that intro? Uh, were choices I tossed over was uh yeah so I, I say i endeavor to get a chance to amuse you over dinner or a drink i would i was going to say something like you know i could get rid of the to get a chance i endeavor to amuse you over dinner or a drink uh or i could say it, entertain uh, you or charm you or yeah there's various different words i could use so there. you feel like it's enough uh it's it's obvious enough from the fact that you're on a dating app that you're not proposing just to be friends. I guess the fact that you brought up non-monogamous is... Yeah. Yeah. I, I also that. thought about putting some sort of off-ramp for the woman so I could say, you know, I'd like to charm you over dinner or a drink platonically or otherwise. And then they sort of have an off-ramp to choose whether they want to keep talking. But I think that'll muddy the experiment. I want it to be sort of clear that I'm looking for a potential... Uh, right second partner yeah. here. So the doubt I have here is about, I mean, it, it, this is more of a strategic doubt than a, than a terminal or like a linguistic doubt about what you're saying is I know that people will, would become irritated if they chatted with you for a long period of time and then found out about your status. Yes. However, <clears throat> I think it's possible that you would have a high, I think it might change the hit rate if you I agree. had, if you had something you said, if you had say three messages, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the third one brought this up. So if you, if you, I agree. Yeah, if you basically, yeah. So, well, so that's an interesting, another wrinkle in the potential experiment you could do here. Yeah. Websites do that with their uh, checkout flows, right? Like right. they don't reveal the sales tax or the ticketing fee or whatever it is until you're already four steps into the process. And, you know, then it's, you know, less of a, you know, yeah. less of a jump to, to tolerate so the, the new annoyance. Yeah. The problem with that is two things. One is I know you don't want to have to, so first of all, it's, it just becomes more complicated to, to manage with mm-hmm. 150 people. Secondly, mm-hmm. um, really to do that experiment, you would have to c- do custom messages for messages, say two and three before you hit them with the ENM thing. Yep. So other, otherwise it's not really going to work. And the better you customize, the better it's going to go. Yeah, because, the trick would be yeah. to charm them, right? The trick would be right. to, to seem compelling and interesting and lower their anti-ethical non-monogamy defenses. That's right. But the way, yeah, the way you're, but look, I mean, I think this is the only like principled way to do the experiment. And the, yeah, so I think my only advice is the uh, giving them all a score or ranking them in some simple okay. way beforehand. In terms of your text, I mean, it's obvious what's going on. I mean, I don't think, I'm not sure there's a way to to modify that that would because your goal actually here is not necessarily to have success your goal is to make sure it's clear what's going on to get data right right that's right yeah so so i think you're yeah, yeah well, you're i mean yeah. this is again like i'm not going to come off well here but uh yeah with the any of these 156 from tinder my goal is certainly not to get a date there's a couple there that I think are sort of compelling, and, there, and there's one where there's no face. There, some of them are kind of blurry and stuff, but yeah, generally. I mean, but uh, Mike, keep in mind here that the thumbnail you're seeing is like their carefully selected best possible presentation, right? So, I have a question though. So I'm, I'm I'm curious. So the the fact I think the answer to this is yes, but the fact that you are an in an ENM relationship does not mm-hmm. lower or change in any way like the attractiveness standard you would have. In other words, like. The notion of just getting variety wouldn't cause you to alter that uh, standard a bit, uh, given oh. that you can return to a person of a certain attractiveness that you already understand. No, that's a fair point. I think that uh, my bar for <laughs> considering someone uh, eligible for uh, mating with is probably lower. Yeah, I think okay. it so in that sense, maybe one of these could uh, be compelling. Uh, yeah, I understand what you're. If you set the bar at, oh, I don't want to have this as my primary partner for a year. Sure, I think that makes sense given the pictures you sent me. But yeah, for like a one night stand, maybe you would consider it. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's really funny the curves on this. So like uh, a couple of these women. I'm scrolling down or in their twenties and, uh, the first three I've clicked on are all transsexual. <laughs> so like, there's no women in their twenties that would, that would con- consider me or Tinder's not showing me to women in their twenties. I'm not sure. It is showing yeah, me to some well, women in their twenties, showing me to trans women in their twenties. I'm not sure if Tinder knows that they certainly do not. know. They certainly could know it. They could scrape the text, but they might explicitly not because the mob might be upset if they were. If they if they had something in their algorithm that did different things with trans women, <laughs> that would uh, that could get them in some hot water. I mean, some of them don't have listed what their age is, but I think that at that, that too. age, yeah, at that age gap, like it's more likely that you would have you have to. I think you, then it's you're talking about a woman explicitly calling out that she's interested in a guy significantly older than her. So right. maybe that's not like a, a thing on Tinder. Right. Um, it also could be that Tinder is not popular among people who are aged in their twenties at this point. I, I actually don't know. You'd have could to create be. a fake yeah, they've, account. Yeah, they've to, moved on to whatever the TikTok version of Twi- of Tinder is. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's some new, uh, or they okay. all have uh, started doing seeking arrangement, which is probably the truth. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about this experiment off offline, but we'll sure. communicate what, what I decide to ultimately do and the results maybe on the next episode if I get results by then. Yeah. Okay. You had a couple things you wanted to mention. I don't know mm-hmm. what, I don't, I'm not sure which of these you want to get into, but you can choose. Sure. I mean, the, uh, I was, I mean, frankly, like I, 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 I encountered some content on social media recently regarding 
I guess ENM, but poly polygamy, polyamory, whatever relationships. And, uh, it occurred to me that it was another wrinkle in the general difficulty for someone in your situation. It's actually pretty contextual to what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, apparently, um, it's common in these situations for one partner or the other to start demanding more and more information about the person who their partner wants to have this polyamorous experience with, uh-huh. uh, to qualify them for that experience. So examples would be some sort of selective demand for rigor around STI testing. I mean, just something beyond what you would normally expect, like some, Hey, you have to do this, this, you can't do that. Things where it just uh-huh. becomes impossible already with ENM, you have the difficulty for a man, at least of having to reveal to the woman that you're doing this. Yes. Uh, so she has to be interested, but this is even further beyond that. It's like, Oh, so this would be, you've revealed it. The woman's still game. And now you're like, Oh, but I have to wear four condoms or, you know, some kind of <laughs> right. selective demand. And I'm yeah. curious if this is something you've encountered. Well, I mean, Alyssa and I have been dating for almost a year and I haven't had sex with anyone in that time. And so hmm. I don't really know anyone else. <laughs> um, right. I, so yeah, I don't, I have not successfully executed an ethical non-monogamous uh, sexual encounter. And so, I, okay, yeah, so I just don't really know. But yeah, I mean, look, it is totally reasonable for your partner to want you to um, not get them sick because you've been sleeping around with other people without sure. checking the rest of the eye thing. But you could easily imagine that being used as just a – this just goes down to that sort of general path that like – in some significant percentage of the of relationships where this is claimed to be what's going on, it actually doesn't happen because it's right. just easy for the person to say, Oh no, you can't, you can't have sex with her or him because of this or this. And actually it could be a way for you to prevent Alyssa from having uh, another partner. You could right. uh, come up be with like, some nonsense. You yeah. can only choose people who have red hair or whatever. Yeah. That would be total a, nonsense, but have sure. a credit score over 820. And because otherwise I just don't feel safe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You could erect the boundaries. Um, right. But yeah, just I haven't, haven't gotten to that point. And so I don't know. Huh. All right. Why don't we move on to some questions? Okay. Um, I want to talk about this guy who catches his girlfriend sending naked photos. Um mm. Here's what he says. Caught my girlfriend sending naked photos and videos to random guys online for money. I truly am disgusted and do not know how to carry forward after this. It was just for the money, in quotes, and she is, quotes, uh, extremely embarrassed, shameful, sorry, etc. We've been serious for four years. She knows it was a hard boundary. She even thought that me watching porn was considered cheating. Now I find out she's literally doing it. As far as financially, she is in no means desperate. She comes from a great family who are not hurting for money. I also make a lot of money and have offered it in the nicest way possible to try and make her comfortable about it. Finances are not a valid valid excuse in her shoes. I was told her we are a team. Instead, I just try to do nice random things to help out. Grocery shop when I go see her, bring her out to eat, etc. Please offer me advice or similar situations. Hopefully some of you out there have dealt with this and can guide me. Thank you. Uh, my reading of this is this guy sounds basically as beta as you can possibly imagine. And she's just <laughs> cheating on him. Like I can't imagine any other situation here you can't i mean from her perspective okay i don't know whether she's showing her face like if if there was a way and i don't think there is a way and probably now i'll I'll find out if there is via email um yeah if there was a way for me to send like pictures of my balls somewhere and get money or my dick just my dick uh i might do that because it's free money in what situation would you not i mean i would definitely do it Okay, well, so that could be what's going on for her. If she's showing her, if she's having, if she's carrying on some sort of like pseudo relationship with these guys or showing pictures where she's easily identify, identifiable, that's different, right? Yes. Yeah. Then you're compromising some sort of whatever. But I think even if I had to like have identifiable, identifiable nudes of me on the web, but I could reliably get paid for it, I would be comfortable with that. It's just that nobody wants a man's OnlyFans account. <laughs> it's just no demand. It is. Yeah, there's no demand for that. Yeah, that's so. So, well, the point being, it doesn't have to be that she's cheating on him. It could just be that she. It's just so easy to get this money that she's like, well, why? Like, why wouldn't I? There's just 
money I agree. strewn it's, around on the ground. I agree. It's like negligent not to if it's if it's that easy. But uh, yeah. I doubt that's what's going on here. Okay, you think that because you think that at core a woman who has plenty of money would never do this because it's just lame. Yeah, I mean, if she thinks that him watching porn is considered cheating, then yeah, write a one act play where her ethics make sense, and she thinks that, and also that her producing her own porn of herself and selling it online is okay. <laughs> it's like I don't. She That's could have true. I guess she could say something like, "I want you to be totally obsessed with me and only me." And that other people are obsessed with me and willing to pay for it is orthogonal to that and something, something, something. I still but think, it's, I it's don't flimsy. know. I still think, I still think I could imagine it because he's not paying for the porn. Wait, let me think about this. If he was paying, it would be worse. He's not, he's not getting paid to watch it. So she's, she could say, <laughs> look, I'm just doing this for the money. You were watching the porn to get that nut that I can provide you. Right. I think, I think I could write the one act play if I had to. I mean, it's not very nice of her. Right. I guess. Right. But it would just be somebody who really is uptight about money, wants to get that money. Yeah. But okay, your yeah, your counter argument that it's like, no, she's just she said that it was porn, but it's actually just she's having sex with the guy she's sending the pictures to. That's probably or she's in a real relationship with him. That's a more plausible explanation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't but have any it, problem with that. He has an update here, but it's not very interesting, so I'm gonna <laughs> kinda move on. Yeah. Um Okay. I like this one. This is uh, a post written by a sugar daddy where his sugar baby found her whale. Do you know what a whale is in the sugaring world? I think I think I'm a whale. Am I a whale? You would if I were be doing it if you had oh, a sugar nice. baby. But I wouldn't really. I mean, there must be. I like don't know. I don't know if you would be whale. I don't think you yeah. would be generous enough. You would you would be capable of being a whale, well, but I don't know if you would be generous enough to be considered a whale. I think a whale is basically yeah, okay. a whale is basically someone who provides an overwhelming amount of money just out of the goodness of his heart. And but what's mm-hmm. overwhelming? I mean, well, the word whale makes me think of. I mean, that's a word that comes from or where I've experienced that word or heard at the most is in like Las Vegas, a, a person who just gambles preposterous amounts, but it would be like a billionaire at that point. Right. So I don't know what an overwhelming amount of money is probably, you know, f- high four figures or something a month. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So sure you could, okay. So she found a whale. She found some guy that is meeting all of her needs. Yeah. Okay. Go on. And the sugar daddy is feeling insecure about it. Let me read the post because I think you'll enjoy the details. If you look through my post history, you'll understand what I'm talking about. She met a guy that flew her to his town for a day trip and sent her home with a XX comma XXX dollar allowance for a supposedly platonic meet. So tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. First of all, let's just assume that she told sugar daddy number one that it was a platonic meet and it wasn't, but right at that amount of money, it doesn't even matter. Um, yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's one of those guys that owns a private plane and is close to billionaire status. Apparently feeling pretty okay. devastated and definitely unable to compete. He gives a XX XXX dollar PP, PPM pay per meet. While we have a XXXXX dollar monthly allowance arrangement plus other benefits for her. His wealth is so just this com- guy's, completely this guy's out of my whale. league and I can't compete. Yeah. He is a whale. I mean, he's giving her okay. Got, just just got to double be whaled. Clear, he is claiming that he has a ten thousand dollar plus monthly allowance arrangement, which means he yeah. gives her at least ten thousand dollars a month. And an allowance means it's he's not paying her for every meet. Usually right. People will meet once a week or a couple times a week. And his issue is this other guy gave her a $10,000 plus PPM, which is just for one meeting. She got 10, 10 grand. I'd uh, like to he, see a picture of this woman. Yeah, I would too. Uh, he goes on. I guess we'll see what happens with our relationship, but my insecurities at an all-time high, and I fear I'm going to lose her eventually. I take solace in knowing we do have a close uh-huh. relationship, and I know she cares a lot, but I fear this opportunity and this about a buddy will be too much for her to resist. And truthfully, I do want what's best for her, and this guy can give her possible opportunities I never will be able to. I guess such is life, and all good things come to an end, and all those other cliches. I appreciate all the advice I received last time and just want to vent. Uh, this guy's a loser. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, if he's willing to pay... 10 grand a month for a young lady. I mean, he's going to have his pick of the litter anyway, right? He, he I mean he should. It's not 
I don't, yeah, I don't really understand. I don't understand this mentality. It gets That's $120,000 sort of... a year for those who aren't great at math. At a very minimum, yeah. he, he just says XXXXX. So, you know, if it's uh, $15,000, then that's $180,000 a year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Uh, I think that... So the only way I can interpret this is this is an older gem- gentleman with a lot of money. And yes. he's confused. And it's sad. It saddens me because he's confused that... And he doesn't, doesn't see that this woman is simply an escort. Uh, now, she's a high-end escort, which means her quote-unquote body count is probably going to be somewhat low. Uh, and her sort of monthly body count <laughs> will right. be sort of low. I mean, yeah, there are these, they're these like concrete things. She's probably taking tests. You know, she's good at being emotionally sort of available. But look, like if he got sick or something, she would just disappear. And like, I think that it's sort of sad to me that these men don't understand that, that this is just purely transactional. Um, and there's a broader thing philosophically that, that I think is sort of sad is that people can't see there's like a certain transactionality to all relationships and they can't see the kind of connection there. Right. Yeah. I mean, sugaring is tricky. I think these men like to delude themselves that the woman actually like them at least some amount. And to some extent they do like if all relationships are transactional, the amount of money you have to pay depends on how much else you bring to the table. So if you're really funny or really attractive or really, you know, do really entertaining things with them or can, you know, get them an internship or all these things sort of enter into this pool. And, you know, probably a lot of sugar daddies end up in a circumstance where the woman does like them to an extent. But if 90% of the equation is the money, then if somebody comes along and gives more money, you're toast. And, you know, for the women, I think they like to imagine that they're not just being valued for their sexual attractiveness as well. Uh, Right. Yeah. Or at least appear, have the the appearance of that. I think that men have a really hard time getting past our uh, strong, very extremely strong tendency to value women based on appearance. I think it's extremely difficult for men to understand that women uh, value that much, much lower and care more about, care much more about like status, what the guy's providing and things like that. I can give you a a very quick example. I was watching a movie last night that had in it uh, scenes. It wasn't a porn. It was a real movie, a normal movie, whatever you want to call it. It had scenes (laughs) uh, of women at a university in like the 1960s showering together like just normal like in a you know kind of a whatever like a group shower environment okay. and it was actually difficult for my brain to process the fact that these women are there in a kind of gang shower together not just all completely aroused by each other's bodies right it's like yeah. it's actually it's actually difficult for my male brain to process that i'm like but but how how do women <laughs> Right. How can they do anything with this with this much uh, young yeah. women this, this, uh, this and stuff around? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like and, and but I think it's really important to sit with that and think, wow, or for men it's useful, particularly like these sugar daddy guys sit with that and realize like they don't care about that stuff, so then they must care about something else. Right. And then that gets into this whole thing of transactionality and stuff. It's like, look, there are things that they care about and there's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh yeah, so it's so it's, yeah, like, it's I mean, yeah. I think I think some person would come along and say like, well, yeah, but what about if you put a woman in a man's locker room and, um, they would be yeah. afraid. Yeah, they would be afraid. Like they, they would not <laughs> be like, oh my gosh, like this is the best thing that ever happened to me. There would be like <laughs> some sort of fear. Maybe if they like were in some sort of glass booth where they could absolutely trust their safety, there might be some like intellectual interest, but the, the sexual interest would be just different. Right. Now, I mean, you could say, now there is the response that you say, oh, well, women do have this tendency to all congregate around guys that are Chad's or Keith's. These are more attractive, <laughs> the top 5% of attractiveness men. And that is true, uh, absent any other information or maybe girls in high school where there's not that much. But even then, they they pursue status more than attractiveness, right? So yes, the initial impression is the guy's attractiveness, but women will absolutely congregate around the high status guy, the football star, whatever. And so it's, it very quickly devolves, moves away from physical attractiveness for them. Yes, yeah. if you're in a bar, they're going to be attracted to the physically attractive guys because that's the only signal they have. But as soon as there's more right. signal, they move on. Yeah. Right. 
yeah, whereas guys never right. do. Guys never move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of moving on, we'll move on from this post, but I just want to read two of the comments. First person says, yeah. dude, have some self-respect, move on. You don't need to and shouldn't be competing for women. If they accept what you have to offer, great. If not, no big deal is there's billions more out there. Right. If you're giving a five-figure monthly allowance, which is at least twice what I give, you should have no issue finding uh, a sugar baby. And then this person says it even better. Listen, man, I read your posts and you got to get over her. Bit of tough love here. She's not your girlfriend. She's told you upfront what she wants, a frankly absurd amount of money. You've been more than generous. The sugar, sugar daddy lifestyle is all about both parties feeling good. The sugar babies get help in pursuing their dreams and the sugar daddies get companionship. It's win-win. It's the best thing ever. But she immediately made you feel intense anxiety with, yeah, there's an apocalypse day on this relationship, by the way. Right. It's an undetermined man waiting out there that'll constantly be looking for. I wouldn't be able to enjoy a minute spent with her after that. And that lesson sort of bothers me a little bit because, look, it is true that in almost all relationships that there's something that the woman will leave you for. But yeah, you want there to at least be, there's some sort of quid pro quo where both parties pretend or delude themselves into thinking that, you know, people are there for reasons other than the sex and the money. And she's made it so that's impossible. I think that when you remove having kids and a family from the table, Mm -hmm. it gets more complicated. I think that it starts being pretty transactional. I mean, yes, a woman woman who is 25 and dating a 25-year-old man is thinking to herself, oh, I want to to form a family with this guy. She has these things in her head. Once you move away from that kind of – that mentality – for the woman, I don't know. Like it's, I think you do. I think you just are in a situation where it's pretty hard to imagine her sticking it out through something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure why she would. Like, what's the point? Yeah, if you get to know each other for a really long time, sure. I mean, maybe. But these sugar daddy situations, like, yeah, I've, I, I imagine like if the guy gets sick or something, he's in the hospital. She's just gonna leave. She should leave. You know, if he wants someone who doesn't leave, he's not gonna leave. He needs to do something else. Yeah. I mean, he could probably keep paying her, but yeah, <laughs> you could pay a lot less for somebody to hang out with you and right. not, ha- not have sex with you. Exactly. Uh, okay. This person says, getting complimented during sex. I recently hooked up with this guy I matched with on Bumble. He was the sweetest. The moment I saw him, he told me that I'm beautiful and I have a perfect body. I am fat and I've been <laughs> fetishized before. There we go. Of, of course, a lot of body image issues. This was different. He kept complimenting me even when we were naked and it felt good. Clearly not used to guys complimenting me like this, especially during sex. So it just elevated my mood. Even though I didn't come, (laughs) it was worth spending just an hour and a half with that guy. After a bad breakup, this just made me feel so good with just an hour with a stranger than I ever did with the two-year relationship. So I'm sure you have something to say here, but I have two things. The first is uh, I can't imagine her remaining attracted. Like that feeling, I think, would get unattractive pretty quickly. And the second thing is, uh, maybe that was it. Wait, what's oh. the feeling that would get unattractive? I didn't understand. Oh, just being like constant, constantly worshipped. I think oh, a lot okay. of people. I think a lot of people think they want that because they haven't, you know, they've experienced some abuse or whatever. But I bet in the long run, most people would tire of such simping. Sure. Do you know, do you know, you know that expression? Yes. Okay. It is. That, um, yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing is, have you ever been told something during sex that after which you felt compelled to write an essay on Reddit about how great you feel? Oh, and by the way, you didn't even have an orgasm. No. This this experience is so foreign to me. Well, I mean, I think that, uh, look, a lot of times for women, sex is a more intellectual experience than it is for the guy because they're not- Enjoying uh, it physically? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it can it, the the odds that the woman's enjoying it physically are much lower than the man for obvious reasons, and so yeah, there, I think that it's re, it is very common for women to have a fair amount of time during sex to like sit around thinking about what's going on, and so then you mm-hmm. might have more of a narrative to tell. Whereas the guy is just going to be like, "Yeah, I just banged this hot chick," and that's like the whole story, right? There's not, yeah, you know, and, you know, we did this act and that act, and she did this and I did that, and there's no like emotional yeah. content. I've had the emotional experience where I've like have deep regret or embarrassment, but I've (laughs) I've not had the experience where I, uh, you know, just sort of glowing from some sort of uh, ego boost I've received from it. 
Right. Yeah. But I mean, for somebody who's had just mostly or completely negative, I mean, okay, you can imagine, let's, let's take a guy who has a micro penis, mm-hmm. you say a two, two inch or one inch penis, it's very, mm-hmm. very small. Mm-hmm. I could imagine that guy posting something like this. Like, oh, I, I was with this woman and she just thought it was great or whatever. I'm not sure what she would say to him to like build him up, but I could see that, right? So in yeah. some ways, this is this is this relates to being deficient. Like if or a guy who uh, another good example, a guy with uh, with uh, ED, erectile dysfunction or whatever, can't get it up. Same thing, right? Oh, she was so understanding. It's yeah, this is tied to deficiency, right? Then you're going to be thinking about like, oh, how do I build myself back up? And you're going to get posts like this. Yeah, I guess. But in both of those situations you described, the lady is probably lying, <laughs> right? If she's gassing you up oh, about your micro oh, penis, or if she's, she's lying too. Yeah, that's true. The guy's but- lying. That oh, sorry when you when you told the story, my first immediate <laughs> thought was, oh, this. And, and actually, the, where my mind went actually was, oh, uh, you could steal some of this guy, these guy, this guy's lines to to to. Uh, spice up your message to the Tinder ladies. Hmm. You know, I was thinking, oh, th- this is actually clever. Like you could throw some compliments at them, uh, and maybe that would, uh, yeah, maybe that would help out. Um, yeah, generic, comp- generic cut paste. I don't feel. I don't feel like. It, look, if you took the shackles off of me and let me say to those 156 women whatever I wanted to say to try to get earn a date, I think I could get a date with a hundred of them. Well, I don't know a hundred, but it's no, a bunch. not in the ENM situation. In the ENM, no, 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 it's no, going to no. be like no. That's what I mean by deshackling me. Like if I don't have to like oh. operate with this huge handicap, I already know oh, that sure. they've. I already know that they've liked me, right? And right. so they find me, you know, physically tolerable. The, the only thing I have to do then is like jump through some sort of conversational hoop, and I'm pretty good at that. So right. I don't need. I don't really need help there. What I need help with is figuring out. How to phrase the ENM thing in a way that doesn't make almost everyone run for the hills? Sure. Okay. So, well, I mean, but just the general notion of generic compliments seems compelling. Uh, this, it certainly worked on this woman, and and yeah. and yeah, and I liked the notion of it being sort of false, generally, because that would probably be the case for your Tinder thing. And I like the notion of and yeah, I mean, these women are not the most attractive women, so yet another uh, similarity or overlap there. Yeah. I just wrote down a note to uh, write down some of my generic compliments. I have, I think, a quiver of like 10 to 15 that I use depending on unusual things you'll see in people's profiles. And so I'll I'll pay attention as I'm going through this and I'll, and I'll write down some good ones and bring them, bring them are to they, the show. Are they red pill ones? Like where it's actually kind of, there's something behind it? Red pill thing would be with a uh, what do you, what do they call that? It's like a slight or a cut. What's the word they use? Negging, negging. That's the word. Do you do that, yeah. or do you mean just genuine compliments? And if and whichever one you mean, do you have like one that you could give uh, listeners as an example? And me, sure. I think there may have been a time when negging worked. Okay, uh, and I think the general notion of making a woman feel like she needs to earn your respect by saying something sort of nagging to her might is, is not a crazy theory, but I think it's so well known amongst woke women now that if you try it, it's, it's likely to fail because they'll recognize it in a way that maybe they wouldn't have before. Okay. And do you have an example of one of your, Oh, like a compliment? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know Um, what I was using. I love facial tattoos like that. Honey, yeah. One I was using a lot during the pandemic is if somebody looks like they have really good eyebrows, I would say something like, "How are you maintaining those exquisite eyebrows with all the salons closed during the pandemic?" And then, and that works. If I would use it on someone who it looks like they do stuff to their eyebrows, and I think women like being complimented on something that they have agency in. You know, it's better than saying like, "Hey, great legs" or whatever. Um, it's, the word exquisite makes me think of, uh, like that lettering that is used, uh, on, in tattoos sometimes that's like really kind of flowery. And I think it's also used by certain like Latino gangs. Sure. Sometimes that's what yeah. the word exquisite makes me think of. It's, it actually it has all it, the serif stuff on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so when, if you if somebody said to me that something I did was exquisite, I actually would almost take that as negging. Interesting. I would be like, Oh, you're making fun of me. I like the word exquisite cause it's sort of non-sexual. Huh. So I'm I'm not 
Like I, I'm sort of saying right. it's ar- it's artistically compelling. I'm, I'm trying it's to compliment precise. them for for something right. that yeah, and it's an unusual word and has good mouthfeel and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, maybe it's not great. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if people hard. if people think that's not great, they can write into us at at ymnvpod on Twitter or ymnvpod at gmail.com. That's right. Um, anyway, if we've been going for an hour, I'll wrap this up. Uh, okay. So that was episode 68 of Your Mileage May Vary. Uh, we do still pay $10 for any feedback we receive. So again, uh, you can do that on Twitter or by email. Twitter is at ymnvpod. And email is ymmvpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we hope you'll join us next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je me retiens. Non.